Welcome everyone to Back Pass with Ras, and I'm your host Ras. How are you doing today? And uh, I hope you're having a good time wherever you are and listening into this. Uh, if you're not sure what this show is all about, this show will be a show that focuses on football from the 90s and 2000s. We reminisce on the good old times where football was much better, I would say. The golden era, so to speak. So yeah, we've already had one episode. In episode one, there has been some misses, you know, some players we forgot to mention. If you're not sure what we're talking about, episode one focuses on magical playmakers. And there was some cardinal sins made by me. I missed out some uh, players. <laughs> so very quickly, going through some of these players. JJ Okocha from Nigeria, for me, the best African playmaker of all time. But still, somehow, it slipped my mind. <laughs> and uh, the two other players, I would say underrated players, Yari Lidmanen, former Ajax, Liverpool, Finnish international. Gary McAllister, former Leeds, Liverpool, Coventry, Scotland International. Uh, they were worth a shout-out, I would say, as uh, playmakers. And there's also Zabi Alonso, when we're talking about the Spain's golden generation of midfielders. Zabi Alonso, it doesn't come any better than him in playing that deep-line playmaker position. And uh, I think he deserves a mention as well. And there's this one that's been pointed out by one of our listeners, Elvin Lodes, Juan Sebastian Veron. Okay, this guy, for me, is my favourite Argentine player of all time. But why didn't I mention him? It's because... I saw him as a player that is uh, the number 8 instead of the number 10 or the deep-lying playmaker. But as um, Elvin has pointed out to me, you can play him as a deep-lying playmaker. So, valid point, Juan Sebastian Veron. Here we go. These are some of the uh, mentions that we forgot on episode 1. If you're not sure, you want to listen back again to episode 1, feel free, always. It's all there on our YouTube page. You can get the links on our Facebook page and Twitter page to episode one. So now in episode two, what we're going to cover, this is especially for Arsenal fans. Um, Arsenal might not be having a very good time of it right now, but we're not talking about that. There are many shows that will cover that. We are reminiscing about Arsenal's glorious era, the Arsene Wenger era, the 97 to 2004 era. So with me on the show today, I've got two guests. One from across the border, Ton Mohamed Shariman, representing Arsenal Malaysia. So Ton, Apakaba, how are you? Yeah, um, I am great. Um, it's, it's a pleasure uh, joining this, uh, this show. And uh, yeah, we I hope we can uh, you know uh, discuss and uh, put up some great points about the history, obviously. And uh, we hope that later this history will repeat itself. All right, that's a good way to start. It's a pleasure having you, Ton. And from closer to home or closer to where I'm based right now, Singapore official Arsenal. Singapore Supporters Club representative Samir Rashid. How are you doing, Samir? Hi, guys. Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, pleasure to, like to mention, pleasure to be here, pleasure to share and always have a love to, to talk about Arsenal. I'm sure um, you're right. I think you mentioned earlier, not the greatest of times, but I mean, once Arsenal, always Arsenal. So um, happy to reminisce about the old times, especially. And uh, hopefully, like Tun mentioned, um, we can see some of the glory days in the years ahead. Well, yep. Good spirit, good spirit, Samir. Nicely <laughs> brought forward. Okay, Tun, which part of Malaysia are you from? Or based in right now? Yeah, I'm currently in uh, Putrajaya right now. Right? Uh, I, I work in Kuala Lumpur. I was born here. Okay. And uh, basically, uh, I've been with Arsenal Malaysia for um, the past uh, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and what made you become an Arsenal fan? What attracted you to the Gunners? All right. I, I've been an Arsenal fan since 1992. Mm. Uh, uh, I went to London in 1992 when I was 14. Uh, and on that particular trip, uh, 
an uncle of mine uh, who was studying in uh, London at that time. Uh, his house was uh, in Finsbury Park, where uh, where uh, nearby the Highbury Stadium. So he was an Arsenal fan. So he took me to uh, the uh, my first Arsenal game in Highbury. Mm-hmm. It was against uh, Wimbledon. Oh, crazy gang. 1992. And uh, we won uh, 3-0 that day. And um, I've been a, a fan of Arsenal since then. All right. Samil? And sorry, sorry. Carry the, on, Tony. The, yeah, and the greatest moment was, you know, uh, when I get to meet um, the Arsenal team uh, arriving in Kuala Lumpur in 1999. That's the greatest moment. Oh, that's right. uh, yeah. Thanks a lot for sharing your photos. I saw that. Uh, thanks for allowing us to use it as well. Uh, I can see, you know, the joy in your face in those photos as well. <laughs> yeah, and some big names you took photos with, you know, stellar names that we're yeah. going to discuss later. All right. Yeah, so Samir, which part of Singapore are you based in? Small country, Uh, but yeah. Singapore is quite small. Yeah, yeah, small country. I am currently living in the northeast. So uh, my place right now is uh, near Haugang area. Ah, okay. So so that's that's where I'm. I'm That's that's where I'm living right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So that's that's where I suppose I'm based (laughs) in Singapore for now. Yeah. All right, all right. And what um, made you I an Arsenal fan? the other question was, uh, yeah, uh, I've been an Arsenal fan, I think, since 96. Um, as far mm-hmm. as I can recall, I, I've, I, I, I suppose it really just boiled down to, to my uncle. I think it's similar to what you said. Like, my, my, my uncle is a huge Arsenal fan. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I, I mean, like, I think most of us, I grew up in a football family. So I had uh, one uncle who was uh, a Chelsea fan. Okay. One uncle who is an Arsenal fan. My dad, at that point in time, was a Stoke City fan for all Oof. reasons. And then I think, and after that, he became Newcastle. But uh, and then I have another uncle who was a United fan. So it, it kind of covers all the bases. But I was always drawn um, something about Arsenal, uh, something about watching. Um, I think Adams at that point and Ian Wright was one of my huge mm-hmm. favorites growing up. And to, funnily enough, uh, I mean, this is a story I, I share whenever anyone asks me this question: is that Basically, my uncle, who was an Arsenal fan, asked me to pick three teams and says, he told me basically, it's time for you to pick a team. I said, sure, okay, fine. I listed out Liverpool, Newcastle, and Arsenal. Okay. And then I just, he basically wrote, wrote the names and asked me to draw lots. Uh-huh. So I picked a card, he opened up and said, okay, you pick Arsenal. I didn't even check. I said, okay, great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be an Arsenal fan from the head. And then I, I never looked back. Uh, <laughs> you uh, could I, have rigged it. I'm pretty sure he might have. But uh, you know what? No regrets. I, I love this club through and through. And I mean, and I will continue to love this club moving forward. But yeah, that's, that's, that's how I kind of started. But then obviously players like Adam, uh, Ian Wright, Buckham, all that kind of solidified my love for this club. All right. Great spirit. Great spirit there from the <laughs> Arsenal fans here. So we know why they support Arsenal. Now, moving on, we'll start with segment one. And in segment one, I will like to get Tone's yeah. opinion and memories, in fact, of the days before Arsene Wenger. So, I know you've been a supporter since 1992, so probably you have more memories than uh, Samir on this topic. So, could you just share what it was like supporting Arsenal in those days, in the pre-Arsene Wenger days? What was it like what was Arsenal like in those days? All right. Um, yeah, basically, I was pretty much very young. You know, I, I was fourteen when I started uh, with uh, supporting Arsenal. So basically, um, I didn't really focus on you know the the the, the art of the game itself. Mm. Uh, but uh, looking at Arsenal at that time, you know, with the likes of Ian Wright. And uh, Alan Smith. Yeah, Alan Smith, uh, yeah. You know, yeah, they were under George Graham at the time. Uh, so basically, uh, it's, and, you know, it's something, uh, the, their game is, is a little uh, different than compared to uh, Manchester, uh, Liverpool or Manchester United at that time. Mm. So um, even though at that particular time, Manchester United was the dominant Team, yeah. you know, uh, but uh, it uh, their gameplay and the, the spirit of uh, the game 
the likes of Adams, uh, Winterburn, Keown, uh, and my re- uh, and my uh, playing idol uh, David Simon. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, you're a goalkeeper. Yeah, I'm a goalkeeper. Okay. So basically, uh, yeah, that that's what caught my heart towards Arsenal, mm. and obviously because you know I was there witnessing them playing in Highbury. It's also part of it, you know. If if uh, you know if that time uh, my uncle uh, took me to a Manchester game or a Chelsea game, I might be a fan of them. <laughs> But you know, uh, again in uh, 1996, uh, my second time in Highbury, and you know, uh, it it didn't it didn't uh, change my heart. I was in London for three months. I had the opportunity to go see Chelsea. I go had the opportunity to go see Spurs, but Whoa. no, I, I I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. Uh, Arsenal was was already in my heart. So All basically, right. um, it's the art of the game that I love yeah. uh, with Arsenal. Yeah. All right. I I've got some memories as well from those days. I remember uh, 92, 93. You won the FA Cup and League Cup against yeah. Sheffield Wednesday. Both finals yeah. against Sheffield Wednesday, uh, <laughs> winning the Cup Winners Cup against uh, Parma. That for me was a shock because I I know uh, how good that Parma team was, being an Italian uh, supporter, Italian football fan, and uh, you know that one you won ninety three remains to be your only European the only trophy. European trophy, yes. yeah. Who was the scorer in in that game? Was it Alan Smith? Uh, yeah, he was Alan Smith. Yeah, um, and for those who don't know. Who Alan Smith is? He's one of the commentators uh, yeah. right now in Champions League matches. I think you missed that, uh, right, guys? Champions League. Yeah, uh, yeah, I really missed that. <laughs> yeah. I think he's also And, a commentator in FIFA, right? He's the regular FIFA commentator. I I'm not sure. I don't play the game, so oh, okay. not sure. Could be. Mm-hmm. And uh, something uh, not too pleasant for you, Tone. Remember. Naim's lob of David Seaman, 94-95, uh, Cup Winners' Cup final. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was really an, an, uh, an unfortunate game. Yeah, you know? so that, these are some memories I have. And the players like you have mentioned, I think there's some others like Paul Merson, Steve Bowl, Ray mm, Parler was yeah. there, I think, uh, Andres Limpa. Jon Jensen. Yeah, we, had, we had also David Platt. Dave Platt, um, yeah. Yeah, John Jensen. Yeah, John Jensen. Stephen Schwartz, I think it was. The late David Rocastle. Mm. Yeah, the late, yes, David Rocastle. Kevin Campbell. Yep. Yep, so we, just uh, reeling off some games. Yeah, basically, um, that was, you know, before Arsene, you know, bringing the, uh, uh, you know, the, the better uh, part of uh, the Arsenal game. Mm. So, Yeah, uh, it was pretty much uh, uh, a classic English team back then. Before one, before one nil to the Arsenal, I remember, right? Offside. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it was it was really a, a classic uh, Arsenal, uh, you know, English uh, uh, football club uh, game uh, before Arsenal Wenger. So. Um, Yeah, but and when I it was only I was only 14, and you know looking at uh, those uh, games, uh, watching those games, you know not not live of course yeah. at that time. I understand. You know we had to watch the highlights and um, so on uh, on TV, but um, yeah, it is they it, they really grabbed my heart uh, with their art. Mm. Okay. All right. Okay, moving on. You've talked a bit about Arsene Wenger. So now, segment two, we'll look at Arsene Wenger and the 97-98 season. So this will be for both of you. On to segment two. Okay, guys, segment two now. First of all, Samir, you've been a quiet. We've not had a question for you yet. So now I'm going to ask you this question. Uh, what you thought of Wenger when he joined the club? 
because you see, for for me, when he joined the club, I looked at this guy and say, "Wow, this guy's first name is quite similar to the club's name. Mm-hmm. That's quite rare." And then yeah. uh, you see, uh, he's uh, coached in Japan, and in those days, we didn't have too much internet, so we did not know that he was actually he was with Monaco and mm-hmm. you know nurturing some talented youngsters in the Monaco team. So not much I knew about Arsene Wenger. What do you know about Arsene Wenger when he joined the club? To, to be honest, not not much as what well. well. I think I I was quite young back then, and I I didn't know enough. Or I haven't watched enough football at that stage yet to really make uh, to form a, a like a an objective opinion about managers and whatnot. Mm. Like when I joined, um, for me when the manager came in, I was like, oh, okay, Arsene Wenger, you're right. I I same thing to me as like, oh, this guy same name as Arsenal. Maybe that's a that it was a great match. But I did read that he came from Japan. And I was like thinking, okay. Uh, this guy came from Japan. Is he good enough for for our league? Is he good enough to help us compete yeah, with, with the United and the Liverpools and 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 all that stuff? Um, but I I I didn't form too much. I mean, to for me at that stage, I think it was more about the players. Yeah. Uh, and as long as at that point in time, my favorite players, I mean, were were still kept in the squad, I was I was happy. So I didn't have too much of an opinion on, on Wenger coming in. But of course, you know, after he's come in. In his first season, he won us the double, and I think the rest is history, as they say. Yeah. Uh, and after that, yeah. Then after there was no, there was no questioning his credentials, at least for that first five, ten years. After that, after that, we'll come to that again. Yeah. Uh, after that, we're not going to even discuss it. <laughs> discuss, okay. Yeah. We're only talking about the pleasant parts here. Okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, is that the same for you? You thought you didn't know much about him, Wenger, when he joined? Yeah. Obviously, um, you know, we we. We don't really know much about Wenger, and uh, you know, actually, the the previous manager Gus Rioch, mm. he he was not that bad, you know, basically. Uh, but uh, when Wenger came, and you know, uh, he made this big shuffle, and uh, you know, started to bring in uh, uh, French players, you know, the different. Um, style of uh, non-English players mm. uh, so it you know it's uh, it's part of the uh, uh, building of a team so and he made it uh, he made to success quite quickly and uh, uh, I'm sure uh, I mean, most probably because the, their style of playing shocked you know shocked the other teams in, in the English league so maybe maybe that's the part uh, where you know uh, they surprise the English league with their game. Okay. And uh, yeah, thanks to Asawaya. Mm. All right. Um, on the on the topic of you talk about signings that were brought in, what do you make of the first signings he made? You know, players like Anelka, Vieira, Petit, Overmars. Do you know much about these players when they joined? I only knew about Overmars. Um. Yeah, because I'm sure they need. Uh, well, he knew uh, about um, uh, about Petit because uh, Petit was from uh, Monaco, mm. and also you know he also brought in uh, Grimandi. Yeah, Grimandi. Um, yeah. So basically, um, yeah, I, I love I love the likes of Overmars because of his speed. Mm. You know, um, it's. Uh, if you look at how they play, is they they play with, with the flow. That flow is uh, very hard to you know to get a team to have that kind of flow in a very short period. Mm. So I guess when he brought in those players who he knows that uh, can uh, you know uh, uh, can uh, work this out. So um, yeah, I guess uh, it's it's a good bet for Arsenal at that time. All right, Samir, you spoke about players that he kept that were your favorites. Who were these players? Um, for me, the, my at that point in time, I, the back four, the back five actually. Uh, uh, that for me, that was a solid. And um, I I mean, I still mentioned that he he's a goalkeeper. I I do play. I think I, I do play goalkeeper yes. now. But yes. back then, when I was a bit more fitter, I, I used to play in centre back, and that was heavily inspired by by Tony Adams. Like I mean, Mr. Arsenal himself. Mm. So the back four for me was solidified. The fact that we, it was so difficult to break us down, 
And we all, you always know that as long as you score, we were going to win because they won't be able to score again. So I think that confidence that they gave us at the back was, was really good. And then, I mean, just watching Ian Wright score and doing up that front, I think that was great. Ray Parler on the right obviously, as yeah. well. Uh, and then, I mean, um, I think that was all great. But to your point about Wenger's first signings, I think the the fact that he signed those players who were relatively unknown as you point say and then these names your your Vieras, um sorry, Henri, Spiras, all that it on all became like huge mega superstars which were eventually sought after by folk. I think just showed how he was sort of like a genius in every time. I think he had a point to prove when he first joined us. Mm-hmm. And he definitely proved uh, all his doubters wrong and he he basically made Arsenal a competitive team and I think the like I, I can't speak much for before Wenger's time, because um, I, I I didn't watch any too much of their games. Obviously, I've heard of George Graham, I've heard of Bruce mm-hmm. York, but I think when Wenger came to Arsenal, he made Arsenal competitive. And for the longest time, right? I mean, Liverpool had already dropped out of the of of the of the running by by then. Mm-hmm. It was Arsenal and United for the longest time. It was it was just these two clubs fighting for the title every league for a good decade, I would say. Yeah. You know, the Wenger versus Sir Alex show. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that, and that at least he put us in that position and that's something we will always be grateful for because especially for me growing up and loving football, mm. having a team that was there in about every year, just, you know, you, you had that competitive spirit and it was just, it was great and fun to watch. And the way he turned the whole club around, like it was, previously it was the one nil to the Arsenal. I think yeah. there was a song. And after that, it was, the flair, the, the attacking football. Uh, I think Tune mentioned the different style that he brought to the English game. Uh, and he just made Arsenal a very attractive team to watch. I mean, I might get a bit... I don't want to say it, but if I'm being objective, if you watch Liverpool play now, uh-huh. they kind of remind you of when, when Arsenal was playing back then. Okay. Free-flowing yeah, attacking yeah. football. The flow, yes. The flow. Yeah. All right. A simple yes or no question. Both of you, when the season started, did you foresee Arsenal having the success they would go on to have at the end of the season? Tun? Again? Can, can, can you repeat that again? When the season started, 97-98, did right. you foresee Arsenal having the success that would they would go on to have at the end of the season? Yes or no? No, not really. Samir? No. Same, no. Yeah, okay, thought so. Neither did I. <laughs> Neither did I. I'm I'm a Manchester United fan when it comes to English football. So, you know, at that point in time, Manchester United, as you know, they're a dominant side in English football. Mm-hmm. And we've had scuffles with uh, Blackburn Rovers. And uh, I yeah. think the seasons before that, we had uh, Newcastle Newcastle and Liverpool yeah. as our closest yeah. rivals. So yeah. I did not foresee this at all from Arsenal. So moving mm. on, the next question. I think this is a, quite an interesting one. Um, Samir, where, what do you think was the turning point in that season that, where you felt maybe, you know, maybe this is the season for Arsenal? I'm going to be honest. I can't re- except for the win at the end of the season, I can't remember too much that happened on, on the honour of the going season. But I, I mean, you, you know that when you, had, when you were on that winning streak, Mm-hmm. Right, and you keep winning games after games. I think after a while, especially after Christmas, and when you were there, there about, I think that belief started to form. Okay, and then you know that you could go on and win it, and then you could also see it from the players, like something that you don't see from today's batch. But the players there wanted it. I mean, Wenger was there; he was new, right? He was. I'm sure he was great, but the players there wanted it. Mm. They wanted to win. They wanted to push it, and when you see them giving their all there, every match, 120%, whether they were tired, shack and whatnot. And then when we were there and the winning streak, I think at that point in time, that's when I realized, you know what, this this could be a fantastic season for us. And true enough, like I didn't think we would get the double. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought the league was there, but when we won both, it was like, wow. All right. Yeah, um, yeah because, you know, we, we only won by one point. Yeah. yeah. But we, with Manchester okay. and you know the one draw made a difference one draw made the difference between you know the, the champions and the runners up so basically uh, yeah I was not expecting you know Arsenal to be the, the champions during that season mm. but uh, you know the consistency of uh, their games at that time was uh, yeah remarkable and uh, their game flow was you know, great watch. Okay. But, 
Let me just cut you off here for a while. Let me ask you this question. Were the yeah. two wins over Manchester United wins that gave the team belief that they could do it? 3-2 at Highbury and 1-0 at Old Trafford. Yes, of course. Uh, you know, uh, at that time, beating Manchester United was you know the best achievement mm. because uh, you know for the past you know uh, three four years you know he they were the uh, top contender for every every season. Mm. So basically, having that victory, both uh, victories, you know, it made the difference. Yeah, it made the difference. Yeah, I I remember as well. Uh, United were leading the league that season, mm. and then uh, we started getting injuries and important players start falling out because of injuries. And that was also the first season post Eric Cantona as well. So mm. you know that had a bit of an effect on that on the squad and the team at that time. And Arsenal were just steamrolling. Mm. There was no way they were going to stop. You know the way they were going, they caught us up, overtake us, and then that's it. No way anybody could have beaten Arsenal that season. Yeah, uh, but you know, basically, uh, it was only one point uh, because you know at that time the 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 second round out was Liverpool. It was a huge gap. You know, they were sixty five, mm. and you know, uh, Arsenal and uh, Manchester was seventy uh, eight and seventy seven. So basically, uh, yeah, they. These two clubs was the only, you know, uh, clubs uh, that were at the top, you know, for for the next, you know, for the next uh, five or six seasons. Yeah, mm. true. Yeah. All right. So we've covered ninety seven, ninety eight. Now Arsenal winning the double. A quick uh, trivia question to you guys: um, <laughs> Was that the first ever double for Arsenal? Yes, I think. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I think it, I definitely Wenger's first double because his first season. Yeah, that's I, sure. I, 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 I think. I think. I think. I, I think it's Arsenal's first double as well. I, I but it's a good one. I need a double. I need to Google this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I don't believe so. I think they did win a double before, or probably not. I guess this is their first double. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. I'm not an Arsenal fan. I wouldn't know. That's why I asked you guys. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I'm looking at Wenger's history now, but uh, uh, I, I'm not sure about about uh, the Arsenal. Yeah, me, me, no. Anything of anything the internet tells you? <laughs> Still trying to find the f- actually no. The, uh, in sixty six, seventy six. Oh, I think in the sixties there was a double, but maybe a different. Yeah, I don't think it was Arsenal's first double. Mm, okay, so whoever is listening in here, yeah, let yeah. us know. Was that Arsenal's first double, ninety-seven, ninety-eight? Let us know. Get in touch with us, and let us know. Was that the first double ever? So we're done with segment two. We've covered ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Moving on now, segment three is where we're going to talk about the Invincibles, the team that mm-hmm. won the Golden Premier League Trophy. Invincibles. Coming up, segment three. It's a dream double for Arsenal. The champions have won the FA Cup and Arsene's academy has come up with the right answers again. A double, double of course, the class of 98 on a par now with the Highbury heroes of 27 years ago. All right, guys. Segment three. You guys pumped up. Going to talk about the Invincibles. Probably better memories, uh, fresher memories for you guys. <laughs> the Invincibles. But let Definitely. me tell you a bit more. Let me tell the listeners a bit more on the seasons, the interluding seasons from 97-98 to this one, 2003-2004. Manchester United and uh, Arsenal, you both have mentioned, have had epic battles. And it didn't come more epic than that 98-99 season. You know, it could have been Arsenal's second double that season, right? Yeah. yeah. But uh, luck was on our side. We won the treble. Uh, I, I wouldn't say luck. Uh, well, maybe you could have gone. I mean, that, that semi-final. You could have gone anywhere. You look at that, yeah, that, uh, that, 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 that semi-final. That, that semi-final Burkham scored that think, penalty. That's it. We lost. We exactly, wouldn't have won the treble. And it wasn't a poor penalty. It was just a great save. Yeah, it's great. You know what I mean? Too. And then, and obviously, but the geek solo run, I mean, it will oh, forever yeah. be a scar in my memory. <laughs> uh, it's 
<laughs> but if I mean if it was just such a beautiful semi-final like I've never seen yeah. a more intense and competitive FA Cup semi-final since then if I was even the first one even the first one where the first it was play, draw yeah, nil exactly. nil even that correct. was very very intense it wasn't a correct. it wasn't a board draw it wasn't a tactical game or whatever you know both it, it, teams it were doing good. it yeah. I mean, it when it's really game. Exactly. When the Nelka scored, I thought that was it. And then it was ruled out. And then I was jumping out. I can't remember where I was, but I was jumping, celebrating already. I thought it was it. And then the referee ruled it out. And then, oh, it's like, oh, man. Suddenly, you're back to biting your nails. But the Geek solo run, oh. I was, I was 15 years old at that time. And Phil Neville gave that penalty away. I was like, oh, my God. That's it. <laughs> and then Schmeichel saved it. Oh. Oh wow! Re- huge sigh of relief, and then that gig's goal. That was mm. crazy. So it was nice going to school in that a few yeah. hours later, and we were springing your steps there. And then yeah. uh, okay, moving on from '98, '99, you had two seasons where Arsenal were distant runners-up. You know, two thousand '99, 2000, and 2000, 2001. So mm-hmm. those were two seasons where Arsenal were distant runners-up, and then you won the double again, 2001, 2002. Yep. Right. Uh, you beat us at Old Trafford to secure your league title. Mm-hmm. Then hurt. Yes. So it's that will thought. Yeah, will thought. Not only that, will thought goal. It was also. I also remember. Uh, was it uh, Kanu jumping over uh, will thought for that celebration? Oh my God! That yeah. that hurt me. <laughs> that one hurt yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. So yeah, actually, you see, that, that that gold color Sega jersey is one of uh, my favorite ones, actually. You do you have that, it? I I I don't have that one. I have the yellow one, the one oh. with one with Kano on my back. Like, I, Sega Sega was uh I mean Emirates not too bad, but mm. for me I this, when he, Sega and the and was was one of my favorite sponsored jerseys. That, I don't just look cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then from two thousand one two thousand two two thousand two two thousand three, you lost the league again. To us, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that one yep. you were leading. This one you were leading, and we then we slipped. We clawed yeah. back, and we won that. Also, if I'm not wrong, was it wasn't too far off, right? Was it a couple of points again? Uh, yeah, it wasn't too far off, of course. I think yeah. you guys yeah. lost to was it Leeds United? You lost to at Highbury to seal that title for us. Yeah, it might have been. I can't recall, but I Something know we were like leading. That. We we yeah, leading, because, and we had. I don't know because, if you can because, remember uh, because you know we had, we those uh, you know the seasons from '98 to 2005. Everything was. You know, was so much similar every every season. Mm, mm. Okay? So the 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 running up and down of of the the top and the, the second uh, uh, the runners up, you know, it keeps changing. Yeah. Uh, and um, basically, you know, sometimes we we sometimes I do forget which season was you know was that particular event. You know, because. Yeah. The 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 whole ninety eight until two thousand five it was you know basically Manchester Manchester United and Arsenal the only two at the top. Mm. <laughs> But actually, uh, two thousand one two thousand two I think United were third, Liverpool was second. That's yeah. yeah. Yes, I just I just yeah I was just googling it. Arsenal had eighty seven points that season. United was ten points behind. Mm. Yeah. The one you the O T the O two O three uh was when I think yeah you will beat us by five points, but yeah. the third the third place was Newcastle and they were miles I think away. They were, it, yeah, miles away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now a question for you guys. Uh, this is just a very simple one. Going into the two thousand three two thousand and four, how confident were you? How what were your sentiments on that season? Very confident, fairly confident, or neutral? That you're gonna win it this season. Uh, <laughs> interesting, huh? I I would say, I would say fairly confident. Uh, no, not fairly confident. I would say neutral confident. Um, I think uh, that that we we narrowly lost it last 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 year, and I think I knew the team um had a point to prove, and that they would come back, and we would. There, I I knew we would be in the running again that season with that squad. Mm-hmm. Um. But at the start of the season, it would have been too, too bullish, or I don't know. It would have been too, to say that we would definitely have won it. Uh, yeah. but definitely was confident for sure that we okay. were going to be there, there about. Yeah. Okay. Yourself, Tun. Yeah, but for me, um, 
I was not I was not a fan of Sol Campbell at that time. Okay. Basically, uh, uh, was it because uh, of his first pass? Hmm. Yeah, mo- most yeah. Of, mostly because of that. <laughs> But um, uh, basically, I, I don't really love the way he conducts the the, the defense mm. at that time. Mm. Uh, but then uh, you know, with the support of the mid, the great midfielders, you know, the Vieira, Vieira was there, uh, you know, and you know the 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 strike force that we had. So uh, it doesn't actually. Give the idea that we could achieve that status of the invincible, mm. but you know, uh, with with the consistency and the uh, the effort every game, yeah, it gives us that that, that title uh, that year. Basically. Yeah, but going into the season, I guess you were neutral. You were thinking maybe you could win. Your sentiments were probably similar to Samir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that uh, I, I was not. Uh, really, you know, looking at Arsenal being the champions with that kind of, uh, you know, performance that season. Hmm. Okay, when you're talking about invincibles and that unbeaten run that they went on, how crucial was Root when Nesteroy's miss at Old Trafford? <laughs> Had I he think... scored, you wouldn't be invincibles. No, and, no. Uh, yeah, but you right. might have won the title, but still not the invincibles. Yeah, of course we would have won the title because you know we we were we were nine we had ninety points. Ninety points. Yeah, ninety points, and you know, uh, and Chelsea was quite far away. Uh, so yeah, uh, being the being you know with that miss by Mister Roy, yeah, gave us the title invincible. <laughs> Okay, yeah. your sentiments at that moment when he missed the penalty, would you feel oh. okay? Well done, you know, uh, justice served right, you know. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel I, like I that? that? Yeah, I, I, I was actually uh, a big hater of uh, with the uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I put in my heart on my sleeve emotions, I absolutely well, I absolutely hated Vanille Troy. Like he, for me, like. And I was like, for me, he was everything you did not want on in a in a in a player because he, he, he was a, he was a dirty player. He was a cheat. He was a diver. He was all that. And I will call him all of that, right? But yeah. especially at that point in time, because we were so in a heated. And that game, that game was so I remember so heated. The way he won that penalty, the way he got Vera sent off, I think that was just. First of all, I mean, it wasn't a penalty, right? I can look at the highlights again. I don't think it was a penalty. A ref was. Was BS. It's old Trafford, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but and then I don't know. But when he missed that penalty, I think that penalty miss pushed us to win the league even more. I think that just incentivized us a bit more to go. I think that at that point in time, whether we were going to go unbeaten and not stage, not sure. But that 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 penalty miss was was, was a crucial turning point because I think psychologically United also got defeated. Uh, and Arsenal got boost, and I think then that's when the gap started to get. But that that was a yeah. crucial part of me, and and I was like, okay, at that point in time, I was I felt like the players when they were all after Neil Stray at the end of the game, and I wish I was there, wanted to give him a bit of a right hook as well. But looking back now, right, looking back, and I want to be, I every fan is emotional, but objectively, if you ask me, would I put Neil Stray on the list of one of the greatest strikers that played in the Premier League? I would have to say yes because. As an as a fox in the box, I think he was brilliant. As a number ten yeah. striker, no number ten, sorry, as a number nine, I think I think he was he was one of the good players. But at that point in time, because of that hatred for United, and he was he was one of the faces there. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, I wanted to put two sides of the coin. <laughs> I I I would say you know, he was always at the right time at the right place. The right place, yeah, all the time. You know, yeah, basically, yeah. That's why I hate him because you know he keeps uh, breaking uh, other teams' heart with in, with his uh, goal. In yeah. Malay, you say "curi ayam." <laughs> not really, because he. I don't know. Maybe you know God put him there at the right place at the right time every time. Yeah, that's his, <laughs> that's the reading of the game. He, mm, he yeah. read it well. Yeah, he It's read it very easy. very well. Yeah. 
And yeah, I mean, if you look, if you look back, right? So if you if you don't mind, I digress a little bit. Okay. Like when I have chats with my friends about strikers today, like honestly, after when after after when Neil Stroy, there hasn't really been a striker in today's in today's game. You don't have a number nine like like he was like Shearer, Shearer like yeah, Sheringham, uh, your yeah. Ian Wright. Sheringham's a number ten. Sorry, yeah, but your your your. I get what you mean. Yeah, but those kind of strikers don't don't just don't exist in today's game. True, true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If you if you listen to episode one, not only the the does those kind of strikers not exist, the number tens don't exist anymore. Those playmakers. Yeah. So that's those what we were discussing so, yeah. in our episode yeah. one. You know, so yeah. all these magical playmakers all gone out of the game. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Tun, what were the memorable games in that season, two thousand three, two thousand four? Which games you felt? Oh, this was. Unforgettable, you know, or very crucial in that invincibles run. Because if the if he had gone a little bit left or right, you would have lost that game. Um. Yeah. Obviously, the 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 uh, the uh, Manchester uh, game, mm-hmm. um, and also you know the game against uh, Chelsea. Yeah. Because you know they were they were the runners up. You know, and you know losing to them. Uh, could you know? Uh, could uh, change the course of the uh, the league itself. So basically, uh, both uh, the the closest rivals back then was uh, yeah Chelsea and uh, Manchester United. Yeah, Samir, do you remember much of that Chelsea game? Was Not... it played at uh, Stamford Bridge? I don't really. Oh look yeah, at yeah. Other teams. Sorry, Tone. What were you saying earlier? We didn't catch you. Uh, okay. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, we can. All right. Uh, basically, uh, during those seasons, uh, there were no other teams except the top four teams. Oh, me. yeah. The big four. You know, in the league. The big four is always there. Uh, the rest would be, you know, a uh, 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 sure win game for the big four. <laughs> Mm. That, that's why um, none other games that really mattered um, mm. uh, other than the against this big four. You know? Okay, Samir, I was asking you about that game against Chelsea. What were your memories of that? I think it was played at uh, Stamford Bridge. Was that right, Tun? Uh, the memorable one you were speaking about. I think uh, ah, Chelsea yes. took the lead and then yes. uh, was it 2-0 yes. or 1-0 or something and then Arsenal came back? Uh, yeah. yeah, it was... It was. They were leading 2-0. Uh, 2-0. Two, two mm. Yeah. There you got it. And... Uh, I don't remember who scored that game. Uh, do you, do you uh, remember, Samir? The, the, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to check. The... Can't can't recall actually. Sorry, my mind's gone a bit blank. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to trying to think of the the one, uh, like. Don't think like, too much of today's Arsenal. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clear <laughs> that out. Clear that out. Um. Uh, right, we me... the one the one at so it, on I I just I was just googling it the uh, one at Stamford Bridge we won two one. Yeah. I think Johnson scored first in the in, first in... minute. Uh, that, our home game also we won two one. Home game also we won two one. You're right. Yeah. So we the one yeah we won just scored first and then Vera and Edu scored in in the first half and I think it was just a tough game. Uh, after that, but um, yeah, the 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 home game also we won two one. I don't think we were down to. Are you, the one we were down to zero and we came back that might not have been that season. Are you talking about the Kanu one? Oh, right? that that one I know that that one's the Kanu one. That one probably ninety eight ninety nine or something yeah. like that. Correct, correct. I remember the jersey. <laughs> yeah, correct, correct. Um, but yeah, cause I think both both Chelsea games we lost. If you ask me, what was I suppose memorable about that game, uh, about about that season? Mm. I think um, obviously the the, the Neil Stroy penalty miss uh, when he hit the bar. I mean, I think that 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 was the turning point. The other one I, I that really kind of stuck out for me was the the Spurs game, yeah. Away, 
the the the, the uh, draw the draw the 2-2 two two. because two two at that point in time we had we had already won the league and then we were going to go for the in un, the invincible game and i remember that game we were leading 2-0 up yeah we right. were lead, we were leading 2-0 up and then after that we screwed up in the second half and then that Robbie Keane that the last minute penalty right when 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 Lehman gave away that penalty and i was like oh my god what has he done um and then obviously Robbie Keane scored um and i so i remember that game for two things because uh if you recall Henri has come out and done some some articles about time about how Robbie Keane was celebrating jumping for joy and and like you know doing his annoying gun things yeah. And and then <laughs> and then he yeah, was he, he was just basically in the face of our players right saying ha huh, we you didn't win our ground and then I think Henri remember I remember Henri replying saying you know we only need one point to win the title right yeah and we're gonna do it here at your home ground hmm. and then that's when we lifted the title so for me I that that was like lifting the title at 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 Spurs at White Hart Lane to me that 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 was the highlight of that and I and I also felt a bit sorry for him because I know. He left the pitch because he was so upset that he almost lost the the invincible the 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 record, yeah. and then the, the players had to go and pull him back out because they were all celebrating the win and like having to look at the big picture. So it was nice because obviously we won at White Hart Lane, but also that the the spirit of the the team back then I think was just was just like a different level. Okay, guys, one question for you guys. Uh, we'll start with Tun. What's the difference in the playing style from the 97-98 team and the 2003-2004 team? Uh I think I I think it's not that much difference except that you know um uh, Henry was more mature uh, more mature uh strike force at that time. Uh and he was at his prime. Yeah, he mm. was yeah, I think that that made the difference, you know. Um, you know, with the with the uh, free flowing game uh, and you know the uh, the the, uh, the quick pace of the uh, uh, of the players, uh, it's not pretty, It's not a, there's not much difference between those two teams. Hmm. Uh, but you know, uh, with the. Uh, With the peak of the the strike force, then um, yeah, that that that's what I think made the difference. But still, uh, because I I was not really you know keen of the back four okay. at that time. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that's maybe that that made me felt yeah. that that they are not the, uh, the 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 most capable team at that time. You know. Okay. I I think for me the the biggest difference. Was so to, I think a couple of things the the defense and the attack the ninety seven ninety eight team you had your back five right the yeah. English back five yeah yeah that, and I think we won based on that defense the familiarity with, of that exactly and a mm-hmm. bit of that new attacking flair that Wenger brought into his first season obviously with Anelka and 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 those those signings I think the the key thing about o three o four I think to, to, uh, the defense was different, but the fact that the defense gelled together and, yeah. and came out in, in there, but the, I think the, what was different about 0-3-4 was the attack. And you mentioned Henri in his prime, but I think for me, the player that won us single-handedly won us the league that season is Perez. Mm. Yeah. Robert, Robert Perez was the player uh, that, 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 took, that really carried our team. Obviously, the whole team was great. Right, we we had, the defense was new, but the way they came today was great. We had Vieira, we had Gilberto, um, in, in the middle, which which was like basically your your your, your yeah. yeah exactly. And then you had Perez, Burkham on the up front, and Lumberg exactly. You had Lumberg, you had Reyes, uh, and and those players who could who and Rupalo who was just rotating back and forth. Yeah. But you had you had a defense that came together and proved its worth. You had um, a great goalkeeper, though he was sporadic mental. and had his moments. Mental, uh, yeah, exactly. But but he was there. I think, and then yeah, and then the attack. So for me, if you ask me, the key difference, ninety-seven and eight, we had a defensive base to build on. O three o four, we were just blowing teams away with that attack force that they couldn't they, they couldn't compete. Yeah, you yeah. know why I feel they couldn't compete? It's because you guys were the first to use inverted wingers. So yeah. Perez. 
Lumber, Lumber these guys, popping, yeah. yeah, they were not really your out and out wingers that you know, like United had with Beckham and Giggs and you know yeah. Kapelskis and all these guys that we had previously. So yeah. you guys were using these guys. These guys were not just sticking to the wings; they were cutting in from cutting the, in. from the yeah. sides in. So they were always in the box, and then that's how you know you. That's why they scored quite a number of goals as well. And then Henri would go out to the wing, and then you have overlapping fullbacks. And then yeah, basically, that's Bukem, the playmaker. basically we had the most number of uh, scorers. Mm. <laughs> we had the most number of scorers for that for that season. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot exactly. of overload and, when and you attack. Team, exactly, and, and you could just come in. You, I, I know there was. I can't remember. It was was Harry Kewell in the in the league before Pires or whatnot. There was a lot of flag. When when Kewell, who was a left-handed, was split out right at, at Liverpool, and then because he was trying to do that cut in and then use his mm. left leg to cross, and and then I think Pires obviously perfected that because he's a right legger playing out left, and he would cut in, and then and do that and do that the that that curl, and you're right, the overlappingness, uh, it it was different. It wasn't your typical winger, but the the overload, uh, of attack was just uh, was what got us through. Yep. Yep. All right. So nicely summed up. Beautiful memories, wasn't it, guys? <laughs> yeah, I uh, really hope that you know uh, we 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 would have those kind of teams or those kind of um, you know game players. play again, mm. those type of players again. You know, uh, yeah, uh, I do. I do hope that um, uh, Arteta would bring something uh, back again. You know the the wonderful years of Aston Wenger, or the wonderful ways of Aston Wenger, or the the, the wonderful ways of Arsenal playing again, mm. uh, with with the urgency, with the flow. Yeah, I've always wanted to see that again in Arsenal. All right, guys. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> My team's struggling as well. We're in the same boat. We were once. Yeah, this, we were once this season. Tops. We were once top of the pops, and now we are struggling, both of us. Yeah, yeah I guess but, this season or uh, every team has you know up and down due to this you know with yeah, the COVID, COVID yeah injuries and everything, and with the the, the jam packed schedule. Hmm. So I think uh, it, it it affected uh, every team, right? Basically, those who can be really consistent will be the 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 uh, come up. Champion later. All right, guys. With that, we end segment three, and in segment four, we will be getting your best eleven from ninety-seven to two thousand and four. Tough task, but you mm-hmm. got to do it. <laughs> Here we go. Make a note of the date, May the fifteenth, two thousand and four. History has been made. One of the greatest achievements. Since English football began, Arsenal have gone through an entire league campaign without losing. The first time it's happened for over 100 years. Played 38, 126, drawn 12, lost exactly none. All right, okay, guys. Segment four. Are you guys ready? Best eleven. Arsene Wenger's best eleven. Or you could say your favorite eleven from mm-hmm. that era of success under Arsene Wenger, ninety-seven to two thousand and four. Tone, who you got okay. in goal? We go uh, this way. We go by position. Obviously, Simon. Okay, Samir. Uh yeah, I went with David Simon as well. But I mean, it was I I it it wasn't for me as it wasn't as straightforward as I thought it would be. I think. I was just thinking about it, but yeah, I went with David Seaman in the end. Okay, your second choice was probably Alex Meninger, I think. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no you you always be layman. Yeah, I always be layman. But I I did actually I I I like Alex Meninger. I I think he did play well. Mm. Yeah, I don't think he got a decent enough run in the team, and but I thought he played well. And I mean, yeah, all of our other goalkeepers, I don't think we've had a really horrible goalkeeper. I mean, Almunia had his moments, but he yeah. also did great. Put- He also had great performances, you know what I mean. And yeah. I'm now starting to think: Did we, I, I, like, regretting? Did we let Chesney go too early? Oh yeah, yeah, he's doing yeah. well at Juventus. 
he is doing fantastic. I mean, if he can replace Buffon, he easily could have been our Arsenal number one. He was doing well, but yeah. Anyway, that's not okay. By the yes, way, I Simon. forgot to ask, what formation are you going with, Samir and Tun? I. Are you go ahead, Tun? I'm going for um, four three three. Okay. Okay. Samir? I was thinking. I, I I was thinking of four three three, but there were a few players I couldn't. So in the end, I went with a classic uh, 4-4-2. But right. the, the midfield four can rotate between a diamond or a flat floor. Okay, cool. Okay, now mm. right back. Samir, right back, who you got? Right back, it was again a tough one. Um, I thought a bit about it. But for me, I think the strongest name that came comes to mind under that pair was Lauren. Okay, Tun? I'll go for Winterburn. Re- Winterburn at right back? No, sorry, uh, was it? Winterburn left back. Uh Dixon, Dixon. Dixon, yeah, sorry. Dixon. Ah, okay. Dixon, right. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah. so, centre-back pairing, Samir? Uh, I think this was, for me, it was quite straightforward. This one would be Adams and Campbell. Yep, okay. same. Tune, Campbell. Yeah, same. You're going for Campbell. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, uh, like, like I said, I was not really confident of Campbell you know, at that time, you know, at, mm. at that moment. But, uh, you know, at the end of the season, you know, he, he proves his... Yeah, he proves his worth. His yep. So, yeah. So, all right, uh, all I would right. say... Yeah, because because um, uh, if uh, if I were to put Kion uh, in the middle, it would be a, it, a little horrible because, um, you know, he, he was a badass, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, Tun, uh, left back. Winterburn? Uh... Or Ashley Cole? I would say Cole. Yeah. I would okay. say Cole. Oh, Samir? I, I hate this guy. Cashley Cole. Yeah, Cashley Cole. I, I mean, based, like, I, I like Winterburn, but if I want a solid left back, I, I, I can't shy away from Cashley Cole. Oh. <laughs> nice. Sweet. Tune, yep. <laughs> your midfield three. So, yeah, I think you just name your midfield three. Would be uh, Vera. Mm-hmm. Vera yes. in the center of that three. Yep. Okay. Uh, Vera. Uh, 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 Vera Pires. Uh, and Vera Pires and um, Gilberto. Yeah. Gilberto. Okay. How's that gonna work out? Gilberto, where? <laughs> On the right side, left side. Actually. Uh, uh, Vieira would be in the middle mm-hmm. uh, and Pires on the right Okay. and Gilberto on the left. Alright, cool. Interesting. Samir, your um, midfield? So my flat, my, my midfield four, again, this this midfield can work as a flat four or a diamond. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensive mid, I got Vieira. Okay. And then if, if it's a flat four, the other center mid would be Fabregas. Oh. Or... Uh-huh. Or if it's a diamond attacking mid would be him. It's my number ten. But did he and play in that two thousand three, two thousand four? He he was he was in the squad in two thousand three. I don't think he was a. So it, he wasn't a regular at that point because he was a young guy. Um, yeah. he only he only became a, a fourth later on. But I thought I could sneak him in because he was still in the O three squad. <laughs> okay, using the theory. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I have a lot. Theory? Yeah, but I the Fabregas I want to put in is the Fabregas that matured much later after yeah, that, that year, I of course. Yeah. yeah, Not the and one then, that threw the pizza. Huh? I think the one that threw the pizza was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, at least he had the ball to throw the pizza at, at Ferguson. No? Who else? Who? How many people had the chance to do that? And then um, on the left and the right, I have uh, Pires and oh, actually, you know what? My other guy wouldn't fit Sanchez. Um, uh, no, but yeah, because Sanchez is out. Okay, then that's fine. Then then I can keep in my because I was I was struggling between I think Pires Vera Fabregas for me was straightforward. The other guy I was struggling between Alexis Lumberg and Overmars. Um, mm. but if I had to pick one, I would go with uh, Overmars. So I put Overmars on the left and Pires on the right. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, uh, Samir. Yeah, up front. Correct. Up front, I think is no doubt like no brainer. No brainer. No, no brainer. Okay, Tun, your <laughs> front three. This will be interesting. Yeah, I will go for uh, 
obviously Henry, uh, yeah. Bergkamp and Lundberg. Lundberg, all right. Yeah. No place for Ian Wright in both your squads. He was with Wenger, I think, for just one season. Yeah. Yeah, basically, um, yeah, he, he, he was not in the Wenger team, actually. Mm. <laughs> not yeah. the best of times for him in that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, but but right, right is one of my uh, greatest. Yeah, one of my greatest players. So it like it's it was hard to leave him out. But again, same reason why I had Cashley Cole. I think if I wanted a dominant team, it was hard to find anyone that's better than Andre Burkham. Even if I look at the current squad, like Obama Young can't come close to any of these two players. Yeah, I I get that. D- different I get, class, a different class. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. All right, guys, we've reached the end of the show. You've heard the guys' best 11. They've shared their memories, I think, from their thoughts, their memories. I think it's been rosy, rosy memories from those days. Reminiscing about good times for Arsenal. You know, it's easy nowadays. I think a lot of people easily slamming Arsenal. And, you know, it's. I find it a bit unfortunate as well that something like the Arsenal TV is making... A lot of headway and being very popular, riding on Arsenal's negative streak right now. But it's the it's the sign of the times, right, guys? Mm. That's how it is. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, you know, um, we we had we had lost the um, you know the family uh, family ties of the uh, of the Arsenal fans and mm. the players and the uh, and the club. Uh, we lost it uh, somewhere. After Wenger left, yeah. you know, uh, Wenger had brought um, you know a, a very close uh, uh, ties between the supporters, the, the players, and the club itself, yeah. with with his style of uh, managing the the club. So basically, for me, uh, you know, uh, it's a big loss for Arsenal with uh, with. Uh, with Arsene Wenger gone. It's somewhat similar to Manchester United when when you know uh, when uh, yeah, Ferguson like, left. Yeah. I think uh, these two people are you know the uh, the you know pinnacle point mm. of the English Premier League at India time, you know. Yeah, true. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Like I mean Obviously, growing up at that stage, you hate United as much. But again, like I say, going back, huge amounts of respect for Sir Alex and what he did. You you can't doubt it, right? I mean, you can say what you meant. You can say what you want as a fan, as an emotion. But as a footballing fan in general, uh, I think he was just a great individual. He added, he like Ferguson versus Wenger just took the Premier League, I believe, to a different level. Mm. And now you have... Nah, now they're then, best of friends. Now you have like whiners like Jose Mourinho coming in and just, you know... Like doing doing their own their own stuff, it's just not not required, lah. But to your point about uh Arsenal fan TV, it's a bit unfortunate. I agree. I think like I I do watch a bit of Arsenal fan TV. Um, like I I I believe, so I, I think two sides of the coin. I think as a fan, you have your opinion, and as an Arsenal fan who watch that that glory days, who watch Invincible, and then we move to the Emirates Stadium and we were promised all this great thing, and then to see the club just do such a steady decline year on year with nothing. Mm. And then you have owners who are billionaires, mm. but apparently still borrowing money from the local government um, and to, to support a client. It's just, oh, it's yes. just frustrating to see. And you, you, you see stories like Ganasaurus being fired and rehired. Mm. Obviously, the whole Ozil situation. As well. I think there's a lot of factors uh, that is just causing disharmony and friends because, I mean, friends all have your opinions, right? Ultimately, yeah. When when the club is winning, I think it it adds a nice gloss over it. That everyone is just yay uh, celebrating her. But when the club is losing, everyone's trying to point fingers, find faults, and I think that's when the toxic level gets up and gets a bit ugly. And it's quite unfortunate. I maybe disagree with some of the strong feelings that comes from AFTV, but I I, I think some of the points that come across, if we take it objectively, are valid. Um, and really, at the end of the fans are just asking the board and the management what's going on, right? Like, we 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 are part of the club. Let us know what's happening, uh, and give us the truth, like basically, like why is Ozil yeah. not playing? 
Like yeah, why true. why why do you bring Saliba over and then suddenly he doesn't get into the squad? Yeah. Like uh, what's happening? Why is Willian there every other game? But I think we we're, we're going into a whole into different a whole, a whole one, different yeah. thing. But different show that one. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Thanks a lot for taking your time out to speak with me. Um, do share this with your respective fan clubs, your you know members, your friends, your family. Do share this episode mm-hmm. with them. Anyone listening in, please feel free to share it with anyone who might be interested or who'd love reminiscing about the old times. And you can always get in touch with us if you want to speak about any topic uh, from the 90s and 2000s. You want to reminisce about something. Always get in touch with me. We'll speak about something or the other. We always can have a topic to talk about. So it's me signing out now. Back pass with Russ. Episode 2. It's over. We'll be back soon with episode 3. Goodbye, guys. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Good night. Cheers. Take care.